Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Markets with Chip Nellinger. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire is giving away a free uh, Axon Alliance branded uh, baseball hat. You think I'd be able to say that better now, Chip? I've been saying it for 22 episodes now. Go to marketingaxontire.com and you'll be able to get uh, get one of those for free. Just give them your details and tell them the Moving Iron Podcast sent you. Send that email to marketingaxontire.com and they'll get that out to you in the mail. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. For more information about your financing options, go to agdirect.com. Chip Nellinger is with Blue Reef Agri-Marketing out of Morton, Illinois, and he's nice enough to come on and talk about what's going on in the marketplace. Chip, how are you doing this morning? I guess it's afternoon now. (coughs) Doing well, doing well. It's, uh, boy, fast and furious in these markets. It's... uh, Oh, yeah. One day looks like it's uh, you know going to the moon. The next day they pull the rug out from under it. A lot of volatility, lot going on in these markets. Absolutely. So, we've got three kind of three really big things going on right now in the markets. One, you got the Kansas wheat tier going on, and it's really kind of the tail of the tape for what the wheat market's going to look like moving forward. India shut off um, exports of wheat, uh, and they were kind of like the last bastion of really the, of any kind of supply in the world right now. Um, so you have that on the table now they're going the Kansas wheat tours going on and day one they paint this nice rosy picture of 51 bushel per average you know it's just greatest thing ever and then day two and three were like eh not so much <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. so so you're kind of getting that that part of it too the markets are on fire today you know you're down whatever it is 12,000 points 1200 points whatever it is and then you've got the crop progress on, on the corn side of the uh, of the tape where all that cold wet Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, weather that we'd seen is dried up, hot, good heat, wind, drying things out. Things are going 100 miles an hour, but you still got that northern corn belt that just can't seem to get a break when it comes to the weather. So a lot of things going on there. What, what are you paying, to, paying attention to the most right now, Chip? Well, all of that. Uh, I mean, I think that paints a pretty good uh, picture of what's going on. The wheat market, uh, you know, starting uh, last uh, Thursday, we got a friendly crop report. Uh, you know, production side, uh, much lower than expected, certainly on the low side of 
of those expectations. And then the double whammy uh, over this, this past weekend that, uh, you know, India says, uh, yeah, no more wheat exports. And that was a complete 180. You know, yeah. it was just four or five weeks ago, the market was getting comfortable that India would make it would have a big crop and make up a big amount of the shortfall uh, to the rest of the world that we'd lost from the Black Sea and Ukraine. And then, you know, literally three weeks later, four weeks later, India is saying, oh, our, our crop is uh, not finishing great. It's it's less than expected. And we're going to go ahead and ban exports. So that was quite a turnaround in a very short amount of time. And it caught the world wheat market by surprise. We, you know, pushed into new uh, all-time highs in, in several of those classes. And, um, you know, essentially a dollar and a half rally in three days' time, less than three days' time. So we were sharply lower today. Um, but I think that had more to do with just some profit-taking. We probably stretched that market yeah. too far. You know, what used to take uh, six weeks to, to have a market move now takes two or three days. So it, things are happening much, much faster. So, you know, you rally wheat a buck and a half. You have the stock market getting beat up, just absolutely pummeled today. Right now it's down 1,130 points and, uh, and, and going. We still have uh, uh, 40 minutes to go. In that stock market, it just got weaker and weaker and weaker all day. So it just happened to be one of those days where uh, stock market down hard, fears about uh, you know either a uh, inflation running hard or b uh, rapidly increasing interest rates. Both those are going to have a tendency to slow the world economy down, and it just happens to be one of those days that uh, it, it all it all hit today. Uh, big selling in the world stock markets. And when that happens, these funds uh, and large investment pools uh, play so leverage in this game, they just sell everything. Yeah. And, and the commodity, I mean, it was widespread. It was corn, beans, wheat. It was, it was cattle, coffee, sugar, cocoa, lumber, uh, you name it. If it's in the commodity space, the metals uh, got, uh, got hit. Um, everything got sold hard today. And so just one of those one of those uh, one of those days, and uh, corn, beans, and wheat were were caught up in that. Uh, you mentioned the planting progress, forty nine percent on the corn on Monday afternoon's report. That was a touch higher than what was expected. Um, have made some progress around in areas since then. This you know into midweek, there's been some rain around the Midwest. It, it's a it's a mixed blessing. You know if you don't have it all on the ground, you you don't really want rain right now, but. If it's been in the ground three or four days, the rain's just what the doctor ordered to help kickstart it and get it, uh, you know, roaring out of the ground in a hurry. So we've we've caught back up, uh, likely, um, and we just rapidly planted. You know, farmers are, are so geared up now and, and, and powered up with bigger planters. We can plant a tremendous amount in a hurry. But you mentioned earlier uh, the, the bullseye here is North Dakota. I believe they were set as far as the March acreage and planting intentions report to plant like 3.6 million acres of corn. As of Monday, they only had 4% of that in the ground. And their their last planting date is the 25th. So that's next week. That doesn't mean they can't plant after that, but they start losing 1% a day on the crop insurance after the 25th next week. And so, you know, that could be the cutoff next week as to whether they, um, switch to beans or some other crop or take prevent plant. Uh, but it doesn't look like at this late stage that they're going to get all that corn in the ground uh, up in North Dakota, especially parts of Minnesota are wet. 
uh, as well, parts of uh, Wisconsin. And, and so things are already tight. We talked about the tightness of the world wheat market, and we need every acre and every bushel this year. And, and you know, just uh, things look pretty good. Uh, you know, farmers seem to be across the I states anyway, uh, very happy with the way uh, corn and beans have gone in the ground, come out of the ground, good conditions. Uh, but for sure, if you're up there in North Dakota and you haven't turned to a wheel yet uh, on the planter and it's 18th of may you're uh, you're scratching your head right now and sh- struggling for sure yeah all right so sticking with the uh, north and south dakota side of what we see happen there spring wheat's playing a big role in what we see happen with wheat right now again it's in the same exact predicament i think it was like 34 percent or something like that of the spring wheat's been planted and last time i looked as you look at that right now chip i mean if, if the spring wheat doesn't get planted i mean it'll get planted but it'll just be so late that who knows what the yield's going to look like and all the stuff that comes with that but looking at that right now it piled up with what you see happening in kansas oklahoma west texas where that strong wheat belt is couple that with what's going on ukraine and russia and all those things where, where's wheat going i mean it just seems like to me there's just a it's like your guess is as good as mine is how high it can go yeah, it's it's a little scary actually. You <clears throat> add on to that now concerns in in uh, France and Germany yeah. are pretty large uh, wheat production areas. Uh, they have been very very dry and and hot. There's concern there. Uh, the the main uh, growing areas uh, for wheat in China have been very very hot and dry. And so it's just everywhere. It's like it's like everywhere in the world that grows wheat has had a problem, and it's just kind of the perfect storm uh, shaping up. So where does it go? Um, you know. That's a great question. Um, Russia, uh, of the one area of the world that appears to have a nice crop, it, it might be Russia. How much that gets out and exported, there there is some supply there. It's not like there's no wheat. It's just kind of artificially held off the market because of all these sanctions. So my guess is some of that wheat will spill out into some of these countries that just critically have to have um, uh, wheat for a food source uh, or face you know riots and mm-hmm. starving population and so where it can go is is a little scary right now um you know wheat's a fickle market um one thing that will happen i, I can assure you is I, I looked the other day now certainly not today but uh yesterday i believe we had 11 dollar chicago uh new crop next year july of 23 wheat so these higher prices will help stimulate acreage and and will end up raising a big crop. The problem is getting from here to there, right? That's still a ways off in the future. And, and so it, until that level, we have to search a level out that starts slowing demand down. And, and you really, there's no big signs yet that we've done that. Uh, I mean, all things are firing on the corn side of the equation. Our exports have been good. Our, our ethanol demand's pretty good. Uh, our feed numbers are still uh, uh, good, too. We've paired back a little bit on the poultry, but we've got a lot of, of cattle uh, out there. And uh, so how high does wheat go? I, I sound like a politician uh, going nine different directions. I don't, I don't know. It, it's got to go to a level that starts choking off demand, new all-time highs, um, you know, arguably haven't done that yet. So, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16 bucks, I don't think is out of the equation. And, uh, some of that probably has to do with what's the ultimate crop size that we're going to harvest out of, uh, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and, you know, how much more rain 
Europe gets and, and how short the wheat crop is in China for all the, the jawboning of they have plenty of stocks and massive crops. You know, I think the cat's out of the bag. China is running on empty, it, it appears, you know, and they've been buying some corn recently. Mm-hmm. They've been buying beans three or four times in the last week or so. Um, and they may have a real problem started over there with, uh, you know, supplies of, of grain. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the funny side about this is that, you know, you look at what's going on with what China's buying. I mean, they're, they're buying whatever anybody will let them have. Right. I mean, if they, yeah. you, you can take it, you know, rice is that other kind of thing that plays into that wheat where, how, you know, how, what's, what's going on there and, and, and what's happening in Southeast Asia with rice right now? I mean, it's just in India and everywhere else. Sooner or later, that's going to get a, a short supply. Now, all of a sudden, the backup world supply of, of of cheap food, you know, and rice is going to be expensive too. So, all of a sudden, now you don't have anything that's cheap. It's just we're kind of headed towards that that feel of like two thousand eight, nine, ten. You know, where we saw a lot of unrest in in the world, especially in Africa and. In the Middle East, um, yeah, because of food, you know. So we're just we're headed to a tight spot. Well, it just runs downhill, right? You know, you mentioned spring wheat. Um, this is really the second year in a row, right? They had a drought last year uh, in the northern plains and yeah. Canadian prairies, and now it's too wet up there to plant. Um, and, and so that's the highest, you know, protein content of uh, of our wheat. And and then Kansas City, you know, that that hard uh, wheat area. In, in the southern plains, as, as in a drought, um, we planted, we're going to have some okay wheat over here, um, but, you know, that soft red is the lowest protein content, and there's just not enough acres of that over here to, to make up the shortfall. And then it just starts rolling downhill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, corn is in there as well. Uh, you got sorghum, uh, you've got rice, you've got barley, all these other competitive feed grains. It, it just increases the demand for all of it, and... You you, uh, you mentioned 2008. It's a little scary because the, maybe the one thing that could derail this is a is a big, fast. Uh, I'm not going to call it a crash, but um, a, a rapid correction in the stock market. You can argue uh, now we're 1,240 points lower in the stock market. This is a ugly yeah. day, right? Yeah. And so you string two or three of these days in a row. Uh, or, or three out of five the next you know five days, and you know that could cause some selling pressure across commodities, and and so it could just increase the you know the the uncertainty and the and the volatility in here. But I think there's enough uh, end users, uh, real buyers, real users of a lot of our grains and and commodities here that. Still are going to buy the break. They they got to have it. They got to secure it. And uh, so if we do have a break, I think that's that's good news for those guys. But uh, this thing is just um, we painted ourselves into a corner in a lot of ways, right? The Federal Reserve uh, being one of them, and you know, just multiple uh, crop problems in multiple continents over the last twenty four months, and and then the war, you know, kind of closing off Ukraine. And it is really a tight situation out there. Yep. All right. So one other side of that too is typically when you have high corn price, wheat price, those kind of things, and they're high, you, you see a contraction 
hardcore contraction in in the uh, the protein marketplace, right? So you got you got hogs. You know they've been kind of battling back and forth, but you know the beef marketplace just has not really seen a slowdown. They they the, the price is staying up. They're seeing some good things. Obviously today they're getting beat up pretty good, but I mean across the last thirty days, even hogs to some extent, you've seen some strong strong markets there. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it, that goes into the equation, right? We have seen some setbacks here in uh, in cash cattle the last few two three weeks. We've seen a nice setback in box beef. Uh, that's typically kind of a seasonal. Uh, you know, that's not uncommon this time of year. Uh, we've seen a big setback in hogs, but they got so high. You know, they got to right. one hundred and ten, one hundred twelve dollars months ago. Uh, we've had a big setback there, but um, you know. Historically speaking, the, there's only been a couple times in history we've seen the feed grains this high, um, and and uh, every time that I know of, it if if grains keep going up, wheat, corn, everything, um, beans to drag the meal higher, I think it eventually has to drag the protein complex too. Uh, otherwise, you you run the problem of um, the opposite of that spectrum, right? You 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 break those livestock producers, uh, literally, mm-hmm. and um, and that's not a good situation, right? You that just exaggerates the food scarcity problem that we already have because of the tight stocks of, of grain. So, I think eventually, if corn keeps going up, if you see it at some stupid number nine, nine and a half, ten dollars down the road here, uh, and you see fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollar wheat and eighteen or twenty dollar beans, and you know. meal. I think it has to drag the price of of cattle, feeders, hogs, uh, poultry, everything with it to keep those margins. doesn't mean they're going to make a lot of money, but we have to keep incentivizing those producers uh, to stay in business and keep producing, or then you you run the real risk of of having a protein shortage. And uh, so there's a million things going on here and obviously if we're slowing the world economy down because of inflation or because we're going to raise interest rates you know the fear in on the beef side especially is you're going to start slowing that down but our exports have been just tremendous here for 18 months uh, i think we're on a record pace here for uh, for this year uh, as far as uh, our beef exports go and and that's really helped um you know keep things held together i think um even with the rising cost of uh you know of, of, of corn and, and feed grains in here yeah yep it's uh it is you know talk about volatility all the time and what that looks like and then how that works into your plan and i'm i'm pretty sure whatever plan you put together in december no you know november december january time frame is is dramatically changed now to something different and having that that fluidity uh in, in your plan to make sure that thing works right I mean, talk about that right now, Chip. I mean, what do, what do you guys, what what are some of the advice you're giving out there to some of the folks when you're when you're talking to them about that? Yeah, I mean that that's part of it, right? The plan um, can't be static; it, right. it has to be able to change. Uh, you talk about volatility. Uh, yesterday in wheat, you know, we were higher in the overnight. We sold off uh, more than fifty cents off of the highs, and then we came back and rallied and put in new highs for the day. Um, so massive amounts of volatility. You're going to see more and more of that. You got to have flexibility. Uh, it's a case by case scenario too. There's no sure. one size fits fits all plan. It varies by operation. But in general, 
um, you know, scaling into sales lightly on these rallies, um, you know, at at new all-time highs in, in wheat, uh, still have to allow for some flexibility, whether that's using puts instead of sales or attaching some calls on top of those sales, still have to have some upside flexibility because the next 75 days, you know, there's already indications that the Western, uh, you know, obviously the drought in, in the plains, if that starts moving north into Nebraska, uh, Iowa, Missouri, or, or crosses the Mississippi River, and we get to Iowa and Illinois hot and dry in, uh, in, in the last half of June and July, I mean, this thing could be explosive. So on the one hand, you're facing record profitability from the row crop side you got to have some way, shape, or form to, to lock that in and still maintain flexibility that you participate if prices do continue to, to rally. Um, and, and this volatility helps you do that, right? If you've been scaling into sales the last few days and you just broke hard um, because of the stock market, it allows you to come back in and maybe attach some of those calls to those sales that you made at higher levels. So you just have to have that flexibility and, and you, you have to... Yeah. monitor it too right it just happens so fast we talked yeah. about that earlier i mean you you're seeing moves that uh five years ago would take six weeks to happen you're seeing that happen in 48 hours and it, it's just the speed of um the change of these markets is just any unlike anything i've i've ever seen i've been doing it a long time yeah it's crazy out there right now and it's like you said you gotta have so many eyes watching what's going on because, like you said, I mean, it's like we talked about yesterday. There was like a almost a dollar and some chain, dollar and twenty five cent swing in the overall market in wheat yesterday, or something like that, from the high to the low and everything in between. And that's that's just a big yeah. number, you know. It's, it's just a big swing, and it's just crazy how that operates. So, yeah, and uh, it's not, you know, I, I'm watching it. Uh, you know, I got the markets up right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, have one eye. On. Obviously, the grain markets are closed. Kind of keep an eye on the on the stock market and some of the financial markets. But you know, it was was working here. You know, I got multiple screens. I'm looking at one screen. Look back, wheat's you know, fifty three cents off the highs. I'm like, oh, what? That's pretty ugly. And mm-hmm. go work for fifteen more minutes. Look again, it's unchained. I mean, it it's just the yeah. volatility is stupid. It it's people are starting to say how oh, the wheat market's broke. I, I'm not a believer of that necessarily. Um, it might feel broke in in the short run, but it's. It's, it will do its job if we let it, right. and um, that might mean a lot of a lot of pain in there for for someone. Right, end right. users are feeling the pain right now, yep. but that's what you have to do. You have to choke the demand off, unfortunately, and it's it's not a painless uh, a process. Yeah, no, it's a million things happen right now. So, and everything is, I mean, just everything hinges on this next news report that comes out. You know. Like, Today, whatever they come out with, the, when they finally put their final number on the Kansas Wheat Tour, and they get that, okay, here's what the average bushel per acre is going to be, and it's 25 bushels an acre off the average. Oh my God, it's going to make the. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to have happen. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I mean, it's going to be something crazy like that where it's just, and it just takes off and runs, and then what do you do? I mean, it's just, it gets even worse. So I mean, it's just a. It's it's a yeah. it's a tough tough market right now. I mean, numbers are big and people are making money and those kind of things, but there's still a lot of big ramifications out there that you need to pay attention to. Oh, for sure. It's just it's just um, it's unbelievable the the speed of it and the amount of uh, moving parts. So it uh, it definitely pays. 
to have an extra set of eyes and, and ears. It's, right it's not the time to stick your head in the sand and, and do nothing and, yep. and work shooting from the hip and not with a plan. <laughs> exactly right. So folks are working on that plan, Chip, how they get a hold of you over at Blue Roof Agri Marketing. Yeah, just, just call our office, 309-550-7213. Um, we're pretty low pressure, low stress. Love to chat with you. Uh, kind of see what uh, what you're doing with your plan and, you know, give you a little advice on how you might improve it and, you know, what uh, what our thought process is. So don't hesitate to give us a call. Absolutely. Give them a call, folks. Those guys over there know what they're doing, and it's well worth your, well worth your opportunity to at least just have that conversation with them. So check that out. Chip, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Casey. Right I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to LinkedIn under Moving Iron Podcast. And you want to subscribe and see what Chip Nellinger looks like, go over to the YouTube channel. Check that out, and you'll see what Chip looks like there on the video side of it. So uh, if you're interested in coming to the Moving Iron Summit up here, coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, check that out. That's September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Go to the movingironllc.com website upper right hand corner click on the moving iron summit tab and you will get all the information there if you need more information send me an email at moving iron podcast at moving ironpodcast.com and i will get back to you as soon as i can so with that i am casey seymour with chip nellinger let's move some iron folks out axon tire is going to have more tips tricks and client advice throughout the year and in september at the moving iron summit in nashville if you're looking to sign up for the event please head over to moving ironllc.com we hope to see you there Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century